Slinging It Deep podcast. You ever wish you played offensive line or defensive line in your career? You ever want to get down there in the pit? I, lo- I love watching the pit because it, it, it makes everything go. And there's another throw. Harrison. He's got it. Brantley beaten again. Harrison just kind of reached back with those long arms and snagged it. Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of the Slinging the Deep podcast. I'm your host, Dan Hayes, and today I'm welcomed by Colin and Evan. Uh, Colin, how are you doing today? Pretty good. It's been a long time since just the three of us have been on a podcast together. Dan, I feel like we haven't talked uh, via the internet in months. I know. It's been a while. I was talking about that with uh, Evan last time. It's just been so long since I've done a pod. So here I am back to back. But Evan, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Excited to talk some college football. I know that's your specialty, Dan. And uh, oh, it's, it's the perfect week to do so, right? Absolutely. Um, as Evan just kind of mentioned, this is going to be a college football focused pod. Usually um, we talk about college football, but it's mostly the NFL. Um, but if you look to the upcoming week of college football, um, I think I thought it was kind of important slash cool if we just did a college football only podcast um, because there's a lot of key matchups this week, a lot of uh, top 25 matchups, even top 10 matchups. Um, So I think it would be a good week, um, especially because it's the midseason of college football to kind of do a uh, a catch up of what's happened to our top 25 rankings and uh, also discuss some of the top uh, performers so far in the season. So. We'll get into our top 25. Uh, We actually just finalized this like maybe an hour ago. Um, Newman sent me his top 25 on his way back from uh, Maine. So unfortunately can't make the pod because of the traffic, but he's able to get these rankings in. So um, we want to start from the bottom and work our way up for these. Yeah, let's do that. All right, cool. Um, We'll split it up in sections of five so we can kind of highlight the teams. Um, So just missing the cut, I'll start with these teams. It's going to be North Carolina, Illinois, South Carolina, and BYU. Um, I was shocked to see Evan giving South Carolina a vote and Spencer Rattler in the Gamecocks. Um, kind of caught me off guard, but I mean, they did beat a good Kentucky team, uh, although without Will Levis. Um, but I was kind of surprised to see them be getting a vote here in these rankings. So uh, what do you have to kind of say about that? Well, I would say I, I did note their uh, obviously their win against Kentucky. And I think they are a team that is on the rise right now. I think in a week or two, I think it, it wouldn't surprise me if they did get in, into the top 25. But I was going through a bunch of different teams for that last spot. Um, you know, I know like James Madison is ranked 25th right now in the country. So at that point, I'm like, all right, who do I want to pull uh, and, and kind of be a little original here? So. Through South Carolina in, um, we'll see. It was just a hunch, but uh, I didn't feel like throwing James Madison in at 25. I don't fault you for that. Me and Colin <laughs> were talking about James Madison being ranked and how that's uh, it's kind of weird. I yeah, they played UNH uh, last year, and I don't know, it's bizarre to me. And we only lost by, like, seven. So I was like, how the yeah. fuck are they 25th in the fucking country? <laughs> I mean, I'll give them props with uh, the incoming class I had for freshmen and then also uh, transfer portal guys. I mean, when they're making the switch to Division One, they're just going to get that much more talent through the transfer portal. But still, they're playing in the Sun Belt. It's not the SEC. It's not the Big Ten. Um, I feel like it's just the Internet giving a new team some hype that they maybe don't deserve. So, 
Um, no disrespect to James Madison, but I just don't think they're ready yet for the top 25. So um, outside of that, uh, North Carolina getting some votes. I just really like Drake May, the freshman quarterback that they have. I think he's a stud. Um, and I was very, uh, what's the word? Um, I don't know. I was cautious about putting them in the top 25 early in the season, but they've just continued the win. Um, so I, I kind of feel comfortable now with saying they're definitely a legitimate contender uh, for the ACC title with Drake May. So I don't know if anyone else has a, a comment on Drake May or even knows who Drake May is. Uh, I will confess this is the first the first time I've heard that name ring through <laughs> my ears. That's fair. Um, no, I would just say, right, I mean, they beat Miami. So, I mean, that's – you talk – like you got to build your resume and get kind of big wins to be ranked, I think in the top 25. And I think that's what UNC did uh, against Miami. So I think they're deserving of a top 25. I have them 24. I agree. Cool. All right. Uh, we'll actually move into the top 25 and we'll go with the first five teams. Um, so coming in at 25 is Notre Dame, 24, Baylor, 23, Cincinnati, 22, Kentucky, and 21, Syracuse. I am absolutely shocked that Notre Dame finds their way back in the top 25 after starting the year 0-3, um, but they've had some really good wins of late. Well, so. look, look, it, it's the conversion to cat Catholicism for uh, – <laughs> what's his what, what's his name? I forget his name, Marshall. Uh, Mar- Marcus Freeman, I believe. Marcus Freeman, yes. Yeah. Listen, it, I, th- I the think The Pope is good luck, all right? The Pope <laughs> is good luck. Pope, I guess, is good luck. Um, they have had good wins recently. Uh, just beat uh, top 25 ranked BYU. Um, I forget who they beat just before that, but it was not, they beat UNC. Um, they have a good resume uh, so far uh, after those three losses. So I, I can't complain. I just um, three loss team. I don't know if I can put them in top 25 myself. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's completely fair. Um, you know, when I was making my rankings, I think I like I was basing it too off of like the trend. I know obviously they had a, a rough start to the year. They were out of my top uh, 12, top 25 for a while. But I think like, you know, to win three games in a row and start to build up this momentum, I think that's, you know, so important. Uh, for And like, I think too, like you look at what the AP does, they take into account like the preseason ranks that they come up with very heavily. So I think you, mm-hmm. you look back at where they were ranked before the year year and you factor in three straight wins i think it's it's not a shock to see them uh back up in the top 25 i think they're deserving of that i also felt like when i was doing my rankings granted i am not the college follower like dan is but i felt like there were a lot of teams in this like 20 to 30 range where like even some of the teams we talked about that missed could probably be in so i think it is like Evan said, I was looking more towards what have you done for me lately than than what have you done for me all year. That's definitely a fair statement. Um, I think college football is kind of top heavy this year. I mean, very we've talked heavy. about it. Yeah, we've talked about it after the top three. I mean, it's just a complete crapshoot. Um, and then even outside the top ten, it's a real crapshoot of where do you rank these teams. Um, I feel like every week, um, I may have a cluster teams win, and I'm still like, well, I think this team's maybe better than, than like a team five spots ahead of them and it's like it's just a completely crap shoot so um yeah i don't know it's just it's very hard to rank teams i think outside the top 12 so definitely 
Um, anything else on any of these other teams? I don't really have any strong opinions on Syracuse or Cincinnati. Um, and I think Kentucky Baylor are just kind of in some tough patches at the moment. I mean, what has Syracuse done? I, I have I had no idea. Newman and Evan both have them at 18. Yeah. I didn't even well, have them in. So I think a big part of it with Syracuse right now is they are five and oh. Um, and I think they're just not they they're one but they're a school who's not gonna get the national attention. Uh, as some of these other ones that are, you know, with them, like a Kentucky, like a Baylor. So I think they're playing sneaky, good football on what I've kind of like researched and obviously seen their 5-0 and record. I think they're a sneakier team. Um, so I think they are deserving of a ranking just kind of for those reasons. Yeah. I, I, the defense I is good. Start... The defense is good from what I've seen. Absolutely. Um Syracuse, I don't think is like a powerhouse team, kind of like you're talking about, but I mean, they're, I think they're solid this year. They got a really good running back in uh, Sean Tucker. Um, and I think that's kind of keeping the offense afloat. And then as Evan said, the defense, it's, uh, it's doing its job, especially in the ACC play. So um, do I think they'll have a chance against like NC state or Wake Forest or Clemson? No, I don't, but I think they're still a solid team that will uh, become bowl eligible and probably win a bowl game. So. But uh, we can move into the next five teams, um, which will be starting with number 20, Kansas, uh, and then 19, Texas, Woo! 18, Utah, 17, Kansas State, and 16, Mississippi State. Um, Texas, I mean, with Quinn Ewers, I honestly believe they are a top 15, almost top 10 team. That's, that's how strongly I feel about them. I think they'll finish within the top 12. Yeah, I, I can absolutely see it. I mean, Quinn Ewers uh, comes back after injury and tosses four touchdowns on Oklahoma, which their defense is absolutely putrid. But still, um, it's a good showing. And he was pretty good uh, before the injury, almost beat Alabama. I, I think they do beat Alabama if he plays the entire game. So, I mean, Texas to win the Big 12 – probably a favorite at the moment. Uh, well, actually maybe Oklahoma state, but still they're, they're in the running. Um, I don't think they'll get a playoff spot, but I mean, Texas is definitely on the uptrend. Their defense has been phenomenal too, right? 49, nothing against Oklahoma this weekend. That's uh, held Alabama to 24. Um, so they've been, they've been really impressive this year. I like what I'm seeing out of Steve Sarkeesian, <laughs> Tom Herman. What a fucking horrible hire that was. <laughs> Um, I oh, wait, hold on, Evan. I don't want to cut you off, but Dan, Mississippi State at 12. Yes, why the Bulldogs are very good. Um, I really respect Mike Leach as an offensive play caller. Uh, I just I don't know if it's SEC bias from myself, but I just look at some of these other teams and I think Mississippi State offensively and defensively is very sound and would beat a lot of teams on this list. Um, I'm just very confident in Mississippi state at the moment. Um, they beat up on Texas A&M. They really beat up on Arkansas who have been in our rankings. Um, I, I just really like them. Um, when they have to go play Alabama or other teams in the, in the sec West, I don't know how it will go, but they're a solid team. Yeah. I guess piggybacking off of that, like, I don't know what happened with Arkansas. I mean, they beat them 40 to 17. Uh, Arkansas 
started three and zero, and I think they at one point were up there in the top twenty five. Um, but no, I think that's back to back good wins from Mississippi State, so I like them kind of ranked, you know, right around where they are. Um, again, Utah though, really surprising loss to UCLA. I did not see that coming. They lost, I believe, forty two to thirty two. Uh, and I'm just not sure what's wrong with Utah. I had them ranked very high in the preseason. Um, just a, another one of those really disappointing teams um, so far this season. And I'm not sure if it's Cam Rising's fault. Like, I haven't paid much attention to them. But I think to see where they are is just disappointing. And to see some of their – what, a two-loss team? Um, it's just it, – it's not a good look, I don't think, for Utah. And a big test this week we'll get into later. But, Dan, I wasn't sure what you thought of Utah right now. So I will also kind of get into Utah a little later because I do have their uh, I do have their recap game against UCLA, um, but I mean Utah I still think is a strong team. I just think that there's some missing pieces on offense. It's not entirely Cam Rising's fault. Um, he's a great athlete uh, with the ball in his hands, but I do believe Utah suffers from some untimely turnovers. Um, that would have helped them be in this game against UCLA. But um, I mean, besides the Florida game, which they had to go to Florida, that was a tough environment. Anthony Richardson just was a better athlete than anyone else that Utah had. That's a tough loss. And then you go on the road to UCLA, which doesn't have the greatest home environment. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the videos of UCLA, the Rose Bowl trying to pack the stands. It, the, the Rose Bowl is way too big and there's so many empty seats. It just can't, it just looks so weird for a top 20 matchup and the stadium's empty, but UCLA is on the rise with Chip Kelly, uh, DTR is playing insane and just another tough draw. Um, and they play, they, they fought hard. They played a good game and then they just kind of fumble it away late. So Utah is still a really strong team, just kind of getting some tough breaks. So still think they're very deserving of being in our top 25. So. Reminds me somewhat of the the Patriots, you know. Getting some tough breaks. <laughs> Maybe they need the zapper to come in at Q. He looked pretty good. I know it's a college pod, but he did look pretty good yesterday. I think I was more disappointed in Detroit than I was impressed with New England. Yes. Yeah, thank you for playing three lines against me in fantasy. I yeah, I mean, I'm going to IHOP. I'm going to have to eat a bunch yes, of are. fucking pancakes. Yep. I'm going <laughs> to so spend the you. whole day in that fucking restaurant. It sucks, right, <laughs> Trev? It fucking sucks. Trev's peeking through my door right now. He knows. I'm going to IHOP. That's, that's unfortunate. Um, anything else of these five teams before we kind of move on? No, I'd, I, I mean, just quickly go, go ahead, Colin. I picked Kansas. I was kind of on that train. Um, TCU is a pretty good team, but that was a close game. That's my focus game. So I'll talk a little more about that. But okay. I, I was just going to say, I would have loved to see Kansas keep it going and beat, I believe, oh, was it TCU that they played last TCU. week, this past week? Yeah. So I would have loved to see them, you know, keep that undefeated streak going. Tough loss for them. I still think they are a top 25 team. Um, and I agree with Dan on Texas. I had them 19. Um, I think they're definitely team rise. Colin, you said that you think they'll finish top 12. I could totally see it. I think they're really looking good. And I love the quarterback running back duo with Ewers and Robinson. It's really unmatched. All right. I think there's a lot of potential in this uh, cluster of five teams. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the next five teams we will get into is going to be NC State at 15, 
TCU at 14, Wake Forest at 13, UCLA at 12, and Oregon at 11. I think it is very tough to decide who's the better team between Oregon and UCLA. I think they match up very well against each other. I think they're just very similar builds in terms of what their rosters offer. Um, It's very tough. I think I give Oregon the nod just because of the nature that they've been better uh, for longer than UCLA. Um, But I mean, if you're trying to tell me uh, DTR versus Bo Nix, I'm probably going to take DTR, but I mean, these teams are very good and I was not expecting UCLA to be this good at all. So. No, Um, I would just quickly say too, I I agree with you on Oregon um, being ahead of UCLA right now, but. I mean, let's not forget Oregon lost this season 49 to three to Georgia. So like, let's not forget about that game too. I know that was earlier on in the season, um, but I think that just kind of shows the drop off, I guess, between oh, yeah. like those top teams and then, you know, where we are right now with the the middle of the pack here from 11 to 15. Um, Wake Forest is, is a team who's really building up their resume. I'd say, um, obviously I know the TCU's win against Kansas NC state like lost by 10 to Clemson. I, they did not have a good week this past week. I think they only beat, and I it was a Florida State. I'm trying to think. Yep. It was Florida State. Like, they barely beat them. So, like, that to me was why I put NC State a little bit low. And you look at their resume and their schedule this year, there's not anything, like, impressive that stands out to me. I mean, you would say maybe losing to Clemson by only 10. But other than that, I couldn't – I liked the wins that these other teams have had more than I liked what NC State – resume has said so far in this at this point of the season i would say to the oregon point um i think that speaks more towards how dominant georgia can be than how bad oregon is like i don't think oregon is an awful team um they've had good wins since they haven't lost since that game correct no but i i would say too like i'm looking at their schedule i mean they, they beat washington state 44 to 41 so yeah I mean, I think the Pac-12 is just kind of gross. Like, it's just not even close to the SEC. Like, all those teams play each other fairly close in the Pac-12 because none of them are that good. And I think UCLA – or, sorry, USC has pulled away from the Pac a little bit this year. But even still, I think they get steamrolled by any of the top four teams, top five teams. Yeah. I agree. Um just kind of quickly to hit on the USC point, like USC, I think from an offensive standpoint is so far ahead in the PAC 12 compared to Oregon, maybe not so much UCLA, um, but defensively, I mean, USC's going to get into trouble come playoff time uh, if they make the college football playoff um, because the defense is just not that good. I think they're allowing a lot of points. I mean, they played a really close game against Arizona state, which did end up beating Washington. So maybe they're a little better now that Herm Edwards got fired, but I mean, Still, um, I think offensively, USC is going to put up points, but the reason some of these other teams in the Pac-12 may hang around is that defense is not good. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't really have much. I want to see more from TCU. I'm kind of out on NC State and then Wake Forest. I mean, they lost to Clemson, so their ACC hopes are kind of done. So, um, I don't got Which much sucks. to say. About Which yeah. sucks because they took them even to overtime, I believe, in that game, right? Yeah. So that imagine they win that game. That's like that changes everything. Oh, for sure. I mean, we're talking about Wake Forest being the top 10 team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
Clemson will probably still be top 10 just because they were able to hang around. But I mean, uh, it does definitely change our outlook. ACC needs to change up their conference. They need to get rid of divisions. They need to do what every other conference is doing. It's just the top two teams play. No more of the like of this division stuff. Because, I mean, you look at the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan should be the championship, but instead one of them goes and they have to go play Illinois or uh, right. Minnesota. Like, it, that's not a conference championship. Yeah. So. But. Good point. It is not. We have to deal with the Atlantic and coastal divisions. So Clemson gets to go play like Miami or UNC, which I much rather see Wake Forest in there, but it is what it is. So uh, any last notes? Big silence as a no. Um, so moving into the top 10 now, at 10, we will have Penn State, nine, Ole Miss, eight, Oklahoma State, seven, USC, and sixth, Tennessee. I will say, Tennessee getting that type of win on the road at LSU. I know it was like a noon game and not like a primetime game, but still very impressive. And we'll be getting into the Alabama game uh, later for them. They are very good. And I think this game kind of proved that they are legit. Yeah, no, Hendon uh, Hooker is disgustingly good. Um, and Tennessee's a team that I did not expect when we were doing like the preseason rankings, I did not really expect Tennessee to be in this position where they, and you look at their, at their upcoming schedule, if they can win one of these big games against a, a top team, obviously they have Alabama, I believe this upcoming week, yep. if they can win a game like this, I mean, watch out. Like I, I think the offense is good enough to hang with absolutely anybody. And I know, Dan, you've talked about, like, yeah, you, you know, you trust them more against a team like Alabama than Georgia, just given the defense, which does make sense. Um, but you got to think, too, about, you know, it, just the ability to be able – I think there's something to be said about the ability to have a great offense. And this is why I have Ohio State won. I think if you have a great offense, you can compete with anybody in college football. Um, so that's why I had Tennessee at six. And, and I mean, to beat LSU by the amount of points that they did on the road, I believe by – 27. I mean, that says a lot. And I'm with you, Dan. I think Tennessee is six. And I think, you know, if they win one of these upcoming games, they could go even higher. I'm considering picking Tennessee this week over Bama. I, I don't like Alabama this year. I've not been super impressed with what they've done. I think it's fair. Um, I mean, obviously, Alabama is dealing with the Bryce Young injury, um, but I, I think they're pretty young at like receiver, even on defense. Um, they're having some growing pains, and you can kind of see that because at home they, they handle business, but on the road they're really struggling in some of these games. Um, I mean, going to Arkansas, if you were looking at the score midway or at the beginning of the fourth quarter, I mean, Arkansas was definitely in that game. They pulled away late, Alabama that is. And then the Texas game, I mean, they just can't really handle the road environment. Um, and then even with your backup quarterback playing Texas A&M, who's playing with their backup quarterback, I mean, still very close game. So Alabama, I know last year they had a lot of close games, still found their way to the natty. But, I mean, this does kind of feel a little different than the dominant Alabama we're used to. So, But not to skip ahead quick. to – yep. Before we move on, USC's offense just looks really, really good. Caleb Williams looks really good. Um, 
Oh, oh my God, I'm forgetting the fucking guy's name. The coach who went over there. Lincoln Riley. Yeah, they've looked really good on offense, and, and his kind of five-star stealing plan has worked out well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, that was actually a great segue because I was going to get us back into this uh, five teams here. But USC, like, again, offensively, I, I said it earlier, like, they're very good. It's just defense I'm worried about. Um, and it's like, I don't know. I just look at them against Utah, and we'll get into that later with Evan's uh, preview game. I just yeah. – going Utah's got a very good defense, and I'm going to be a little concerned for USC uh, this week just because they're not a complete team. They're really relying on the offense. I know they had a good week against Washington State, but – They've been in some of these close games where they really should have just blown out the team they're playing. Oregon State was one of those where it was like a 17-14 finish. Good showing for the defense, but I don't think Oregon State's actually that good. So, I don't know. USC gives me some concern, but you, you have to respect the offense, especially in the this day of college football. Scoring points is just at a premium. So, mm. yeah. To the top Anything five. else in these? What? To the top five we go. Yeah. I, I Oklahoma State being in the top ten, I'm okay with. I, I'm just not wowed by them. I think they're just doing okay right now. They're just okay state. I think it's um, another case of a good quarterback there. Like, Spencer Sanders is all right. I, I, I don't think he's the upper echelon of college football quarterbacks, but I think he does good enough to get the job done. Very hmm. similar to what Sean Clifford does for Penn State. I don't think he's that impressive, but he's a decent college quarterback. Yeah. Mm. So, and then Ole Miss, I, they were like losing to Vandy. I like are almost losing to Vandy at halftime. They, they just need to figure themselves out and actually finish games appropriately, but still worthy of top 10. So, but we can move into the top five, which will be Clemson at five, Michigan at four, Alabama three, Georgia two, and Ohio State one. Um, of course, the week we decide to do the college football pod and do a top 25 ranking is the week that we finally have a different number one. Um, we, Ohio State obviously is our one. They're tied with Georgia technically, um, but I don't know what uh, Excel decided to do, but it put Ohio State at one, um, Georgia at two, and then Alabama, who was our one for so many weeks, falls all the way to three, which they did in the AP poll as well. Um, but this is definitely the top five of college football, I think. Like by far, yeah. I don't uh, think anyone can disagree. I mean, no. I, I think pretty quickly once Michigan loses to Ohio State, whenever that right. happens, but I guess it depends on how they lose. Yeah, I, the, I just could see like a Tennessee or you know, if USC really has a strong win against Utah and Michigan loses, I could see them dropping out. I'd see Clemson too, like. Granted, yeah, they've been so good the past, what, five, six years with Watson and Lawrence, but I haven't been super impressed by DJ, and I feel like they've lost some of, like, the premier talent they were pumping out. I mean, I think that's a about Higgins, Simmons, ETN, like, a lot of these pretty good NFL players, especially Higgins, um, I just – they haven't really produced any of those guys. Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair statement. Um, Clemson last year, I think, dealt with a ton of injuries, so we weren't able to, like, learn some of those key names. 
Um, and then this year, I feel like they're kind of young. So we're still trying to figure out who they are. Obviously, we know about DJ. We know about Will Shipley, Brian Brees, Miles Murphy, uh, some of their edge rushers. Um, but there is a lot of unknown with the rest of their team. But I think Davo Sweeney is a good enough coach to put these guys in a position where they are fifth in the country. Uh, they're bouncing back really well after a down year, even though they got 10 wins. Um, I think sets them up really well to make the playoff. And you never know, maybe DJ has a game, steals one against an Alabama or an Ohio State, and then they could wind up being the Natty champs. I think they have that type of potential. Um, and it's just an unknown from having a down year last year with injuries and being young this year. So it's fair. I actually have Clemson ranked higher than Michigan. I have not been impressed with Michigan since they've started conference play. They had a lousy out-of-conference schedule with, like, UConn, um, Colorado State, Hawaii. And then you have a really close – the score at the end doesn't show it, but you had a close game with Indiana. You had a close game with Maryland. Like, they don't seem as dominant on offense despite, like, Blake – uh, sorry, Blake Corum's stats, uh, the running back. He's, like, having, like, a Heisman-type season as well. Um, but, like – I'm just not impressed with them, and I just feel a little more confident with Clemson at the moment with DJ. If they win this week, will you put them back at four? If they win this week, who would uh, – they're playing Penn State, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know because Clemson has to go on the road to Florida State, who has been pretty decent this year. Yeah, um, what are they, three and two, four and one? I think they're four and two Um, because they play like week zero and – Yep. Who's their head coach right now? At Florida State? Yeah. I think it's like Mike Norvell, something like that. Mm. He was somebody that was on the hot seat, and, I mean, they've had a good start so far, so I think he's fine right now. But the team's played well. They have some good wins under their belt. Um, I mean, they were hanging in. They're, I was just going to say they were hanging in that game. I was watching a little bit of that game against Wake Forest. Like, they hung around that game. Lost Wake Forest by 10, lost NC State by two. Yeah. So, like, they beat LSU and they lost to Florida by three. Oh, sorry, that's 2021. I was going to say, I don't think they're Florida yet. Um, So, I think Clemson going on the road and beating Florida State, um, I, I think that's still a quality win. And the Michigan-Penn State game, listen, if Michigan comes out and blows out Penn State, which I don't think they will, but if they do, then I'd consider it. But I just think that's going to be a very close game. Um, so I I feel like I just, I'm just more comfortable with Clemson at the moment, and we'll kind of reevaluate it next week. Yeah. Oh, so. I mean, Florida State up 17-3 at half, and uh, NC State had lost their quarterback to injury, and then they got shut out in the second half. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Florida State's not the most perfect team, but it's still a tough environment to go on the road in college football. So, Mm -hmm. I would just uh, quickly – I know we haven't really touched on them and we're getting to my recap game, but I think Ohio State, like, is very deserving of the number one spot. Um, When you look at kind of the state of Alabama and Georgia right now – I just don't think there's a better offense in the country. I agree. Um, I just think because I've now made Ohio State my number one, when you look at the resumes of these three teams between Ohio State, Georgia, Bama, 
Ohio State has not played a bad game. Um, a lot of people maybe point to the Notre Dame game being a bad uh, game for the offense, I guess. But I, I think it was fine. I think it was actually encouraging for what the defense showed. Um, and then, like, they've been very strong so far, whereas Georgia, close game against Kent State, close game against Mizzou, Alabama, close game against uh, Texas, close game against Texas A&M. Like, Ohio State is not playing these close games, whereas Georgia and Bama are kind of letting their opponents hang around. So I think this Ohio State offense is starting to figure itself out with um, uh, Jackson Smith and Jegma back in the lineup. C.J. Stroud's definitely going to win the Heisman, I feel, at this point. And the defense yeah. is much improved from last year. So I, I am very comfortable saying Ohio State is the best team in college football. That's fair. I've had Georgia at one for all but one week. Um, I just feel like they are so complete. Uh, granted, yes, they've had some close games. But I think if I had to pick a team right now to win, I'd pick Georgia. I mean, I know Ohio State's offense is so good, but I do I do trust in Georgia's defense. No, that's fair. I just – Georgia, having Stetson Bennett at quarterback, just it gives me real pause. I do not trust him against some of these top teams. That's so, fair. So. Anything else? Uh, in regard to these five teams or the entire top 25? Uh, nothing. Looks good. All right. Well, that concludes our top 25. Uh, that is on the Instagram if you guys want to check it out. Uh, but we will get into some recap games, kind of give our thoughts on this past week in college football. Um, we'll actually start with mine, which was UCLA 42, and I believe it was Utah 32. Um, my, my takeaway from this is that Chip Kelly and DTR, that combo is a really good fit and it's really clicking at the moment. And it has the offense as it, it, it's an electric offense. It's putting up points against anybody that they play. Um, and it's a real threat in that pack 12. Um, I, I was not expecting the defense to be that good. Um, I mean, they let up like 32 points to South Alabama early in the year. But as of late, they've kind of been making plays. They've been stepping up when they need to. Um, I believe this, like this past week against Utah, uh, had a key fumble against Cam Rising that they returned all the way to the one-yard line so they get a touchdown and really clinch that game. Um, so everything for UCLA right now is clicking. Uh, they're firing on all cylinders on offense with Zach Sart Charbonnet at running back. Um, and then for Utah, like, they're a good team. Like I said, they're just getting some of these bad breaks. And I think like they don't have a dynamic passing offense with Cam Rising, which is a little disappointing. I think a lot of us looked at that role full last year as like the offense was just going to be very explosive. I mean, they're having these big plays against Ohio State in that game. And then you come into this year and it's like they can run the ball really well. But I think when it comes to the passing game, Cam Rising is just not – he's not been good enough uh, with these explosive plays through the air. And I think that's what Utah's missing right now against a team like Utah, a team like Florida, where they need those explosives to pull ahead in these games. So a really good game for uh, UCLA. Um, they're probably going to be competing for a Pac-12 championship. And for Utah, I mean, you have to win this game. Um, I would go – I would quickly say I didn't watch 
uh, this game. But, I mean, it's a, it's obviously a huge win for UCLA. And I think we had them in the pick-ems. Um, and I picked Utah. I'm not sure if anyone took UCLA. I'm not sure. Um, Dan did. Yeah, I mean, big win. Um, it obviously definitely hurts Utah because uh, they were starting to get back up there. I think they were top 12 again in the AP top 25. And obviously with that loss, um, they go down to 20. So that kind of kills Utah. And for UCLA, yeah, I mean, the quarterback play with um, DTR has been awesome. And um, it's something that I think we'll keep going, keep rolling. And good for Chip Kelly, by the way. Dude was just a loser in the NFL after, you know, leaving, I believe, Oregon. And then he comes back to college now. Uh, he's doing some great stuff. So good for him. Happy for him. I would predict a, a similar outcome for Matt Rule. I think some guys are just meant for college. Agreed. I agree with that. Dan, where do you think Matt Rule goes, by the way? Oh, I, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, Oklahoma? I mean, once they fire fucking whoever they have. Sucks dick. I don't think they'll fire Brent Venables because he's an alumni. They'll give him another year. I mean, they had so many players leave through the transfer portal uh, mm. once Riley left. So they had to completely rebuild the program. I think the hype was too much maybe for Oklahoma at the beginning of the year. So I think that's an unfair situation. Give him another year. Um, but I mean, you have to instantly look at Nebraska, I think, uh, one of the, um, most iconic, uh, teams in college football. I know as of late they've stunk, but I mean, if you look at college football's history, Nebraska has been very good. So they could look to him to rebuild the program. Matt rules kind of known as like a, the rebuild King in college football with temple and Baylor. So I, I would say Nebraska at the moment, um, what about AM? Do you think there's any chance they fire Jimbo? No, um, I don't. I think Jimbo's fine. Um, they just don't have a quarterback this year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I hope in one of these draft classes he recruited a quarterback. That would be good enough. Um, so I think he stays. The other job I could think of that Matt Rule may go to would be Auburn because Auburn kind of stinks this year. They're going to fire their coach. So an SEC team looking for – pretty quality coach. I think he could go there. Um, outside of that, I don't know if there's any major programs that are going to be making at least firings um, that they need to fill other than like their coach already leaving for another job. So um, who are some of Matt Rule's big uh, Baylor recruits? Recruits? Oh, boy. I can't remember. Oh yeah. I just, they're a very solid team. They're competing for the um, Pac-12 or sorry. Big 12 one year that he was there, and then he left. I who that quarterback was, but he had a really good year that year. Charlie Brewer was good for them. He ended up transferring and not doing well wherever he went. Um, I think Denzel Mim was a pretty good player for them. Obviously, he didn't really work out in the NFL. Um, had a couple good um, defenders there. Um, in terms of what he brought for recruits, I just don't know. I just know he – he turned around a Baylor team that was dealing with all those the scandal uh-huh. stuff under Art Bryles. Um, was like 0 and 12, and then they come out the next year and they're like 11 and 1. So he and he yeah. did like the same thing with Temple. So Matt Rule is definitely a college guy and probably should have saw that uh, in the NFL. I, I at least was a believer at the start, but um, he's going to get some, back to something he's comfortable with. And I, I would have to say it's either Nebraska or Auburn. Those are my picks. Who's got the next game? 
Uh, we'll go with Evan, and I believe it is uh, Ohio State, Michigan State. Yeah, so this was the game for me that um, kind of put Ohio State at number one. Uh, you look at kind of the game, and I agree with Dan. I think, you know, the Heisman's pretty much locked up with C.J. Stroud. He throws for 361 yards, six touchdowns. Threw a pick six that actually tied the score at seven. Um, but obviously, Ohio State didn't look back. And you look at kind of the weapons that they have on offense. You have, I mean, Travion Henderson, 19 for 118 and a score in that game. But then you look at the receivers, right? Egbuka, you got Marvin Harrison Jr., Julian Fleming, you got Jackson Smith and Jigba, who didn't play in that game. So they were without that him, who was at the beginning of the year considered to be maybe even like a potential Heisman type candidate at wide receiver. Um, so you look at those weapons right there, they're just so elite. Um, and obviously Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, seven for 131 and three touchdowns. You saw some of his catches, unbelievable. I think that third one was ridiculous where he goes up over, somehow gets uh, one of his feet down. Uh, Michigan State is a disaster season for them. Um, obviously you lose like Kenneth Walker, who was really the electric um, part of that offense last year. Uh, just nothing much. I mean, you look at the run game against Ohio State, which is pretty much non-existent, um, and Thorne really struggled for them. So, to me, Ohio State's offense is just ridiculous. Uh, I think they should be the favorite to win um, the national championship right now, just given, as Dan said, I don't really trust Stetson Bennett. Bryce Young's health is a question. So, for those reasons, I think Ohio State has to be um, just the number one team in the country. I absolutely agree. Um... Michigan State was never actually going to be a threat to Ohio State in this game. Um, but I think it just goes to show you're blowing out an opponent, uh, especially in conference. Um, on the road. Yeah, on the road. You're doing your job. Um, and that's just kind of what Ohio State has done with the Big Ten as of late. Um, and, you, you you know, they, they're, they're very motivated to win the Big Ten again um, after losing to Michigan uh, in that last week of the season. Um, so th they're motivated. They got all the talent in the world, um, and they're playing really good football. So I, I absolutely agree with the notion of them being number one. Um, and then CJ Stroud, probably going to be the highest matchup. Yeah. I just pretty much echo everything you guys said. I, I saw Georgia one, but I think it's a fair argument to have Ohio state one as well. Fair enough. Um, Colin, your game will be next. I forget what it is. It is TCU, Kansas. Um, TCU wins this one, 38-31. A pretty quiet first half. TCU up 10-3. Both teams erupted for 21 in the third. Kansas just couldn't get it done in the fourth, lost by a score. Um, you look at TCU, Duggan had a good day. I've never heard of him, but 308, three touchdowns. And this wide receiver, uh, Quentin Johnson, goes 14 for 206 and a score. So, a monster day for him on the TCU side, Daniel, or sorry, Kansas side, Daniels went down at half with an injury. Um, redshirt sophomore first forced into action. Still a quality performance, 16 of 24, 264 and four touchdowns really put Kansas even in this game. Um, I'd say to me, like I was, I was just on the Kansas train. I thought they should have been ranked after going five and oh, uh, with some quality wins, um, and for TCU, they moved to, to five and zero. Obviously, we talked about them in our rankings. They're kind of climbing upwards. Um, it's been a while since they've been even considered like a pretty good college program. You, you think 
obviously Andy Dalton many moons ago, and then they had that decent run with the the quarterback who was mostly a runner. I forget his name. Trayvon Boykin. Yes. So it's been a while since they've been in the talk of a good college football team, but I think it's it's good news for both programs that they're even in the top 25. They've been competitive all year. I still think Kansas is a pretty good team. Uh, tough loss. You lose your starting quarterback who's been in the Heisman talk. But, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with the, basically how both teams are doing very well. Um, I still have Kansas in my rankings. I think they're somehow – a legitimate team in college football. Um, and then for TCU. I Les mean, Miles, what a what a job he's done. It's not Les Miles. What? It's Lance Leopold, yeah. Lance Leopold is going to, uh, after the season, get a bag from other another top college football program. Um, so he's done a hell of a job changing the culture, getting talent in the building, um, and really changing the, uh, the outlook on Kansas football around. No longer just a basketball school. Um, <laughs> But TCU, I mean, I really like Max Duggan. Um, had a down year last year, I believe. Uh, maybe some injuries involved, but he's been outstanding this year. Sonny Dykes, the head coach, coming from SMU. Slam dunk higher, and we could see it right now. Um, obviously being, I believe, undefeated, yeah. Um, and then Quint, you bring up Quentin Johnston. Um, this is a guy before the season that I looked at as like a first-round talent wide receiver. Um not the typical uh, type of receivers we've been seeing lately where they're uh, really fast, kind of in and out of their breaks, just like really crisp routes. He's kind of more of the deep threat wide receiver. He's like 6'5", a uh, really big guy. Um, would you, so, not to cut you off, Dan, but would you compare him to kind of how Drake London was viewed? I was just going there. Um, possibly. I think Drake London was um, – a little better after the catch, um, not the greatest deep threat because he didn't have the speed. Um, Drake Leonard was just kind of like this big body um, that was good in space, whereas I think Quentin Johnson is like a legitimate deep threat um, with some speed to actually get, like, take the top off the defense. So that, that that's a guy I definitely uh, will be seeing as like a first-round prospect uh, once we get to like February and March when I start doing my uh, breakdowns. Um, and that's just – Another reason why TCU has been so good um, to start the year. So I really like what the Horn Frogs are doing. Um, when you look at the Big 12, actually, I mean, there's a bunch of good teams. So anybody could end up finding themselves in the, uh, the conference championship. And TCU right now is in the driver's seat to uh, be the host team there. So happy for TCU. I had two quick points. Um, I agree with everything you guys have said. Um, it was so funny. I actually had written down Lance Leipold, who um, and it's been rumored that he, you know, is going to get interest from all these uh, big programs. So I agree. It'll be interesting to see if he stays or not. I think he's been pretty vocal that he wants to stay with Kansas, but that's something to watch. And then a big game for TCU this week, um, you know, hosting Oklahoma State. I mean, again, you talk about these resume boosters. That would be a huge game for uh, TCU. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Nice. Um, so I believe that is it for our recap games. Um, and we'll get into the preview games. Um, we'll actually start with, uh, well, you know, we'll start with the Alabama Tennessee game. That's mine. Um, obviously number three and number six, 
uh, this week. Um, Bama traveling to Tennessee. And the notes I have written down, it's fairly simple. Um, first, is Bryce Young playing? I think that is the main question you have to look at for this game. If Bryce Young is playing, I think Alabama wins a high-scoring affair. If not, I think you're going to see Tennessee pull off the upset. I believe if it comes out that Bryce Young isn't playing early in the week, I could see Tennessee being actually a favorite um, just because I don't think Joe or what's his name? Jalen Milrow is ready to be a starting quarterback uh, yet for Alabama. Um, but I just think Hendon Hooker going toe to toe against Jalen Milrow. I mean, you're going to take Hendon Hooker 10 out of 10 times. So it, this really comes down to if Bryce Young is playing. Um, if Bryce Young plays, Bama wins. If not, Tennessee. I mean, we're talking about you having to then compete with Georgia to get your way into the SEC championship. I think it's uh, that going to be that good of a year for Tennessee. Tony, you want to go? Yeah, I mean, I'm considering taking them. I definitely would take them if Young is out. Even still, like – we talked about Alabama's been in some close games. The offense hasn't been super high scoring. Tennessee can score points like any team in the country this year. So I think there's a genuine chance Tennessee wins this game and maybe by more than a touchdown. I'm going to be picking Tennessee in this game. Um, I think for Alabama, you, you can look at how Milrow played and the three turnovers that he had is a big part of that. But I think it's just in general, like, I think the entire Alabama offense does have to improve. Um, and I, I'm for that reason, I'm just going to be taking Tennessee. I just trust they're at home. Alabama only beat A&M by four at home. Um, so I think this is just going to be a tough test. I think Tennessee is going to come out hungry. I think this is going to be, again, a high scoring game. I think they say Bryce Young, they are hopeful he plays, but again, there's just doesn't seem to be much of an idea, which concerns me anyway, if he does play that he might not be ready. So um, I'm going to be taking Tennessee at home. All right. Um, so we will go to Collins game, which is another top 10 matchup. Yeah, it's Michigan State or sorry, Michigan Penn State, uh, the four against the 10. Michigan opens at a seven point favorite. Um, the, the analytics are saying they have a 73% chance of winning. Um, we kind of touched upon both these teams earlier. Weak, weaker quarterbacks in terms of other teams in the top 10. I think both teams are pretty much defensively reliant in terms of getting wins. Um, I'm going to take Michigan. I still think they're probably a better team. Um, I honestly... I don't know much about either team, to be honest. That's because I think they just win boring games. Like nobody's talking about these teams as obviously Michigan's four, but I think that's mostly because of the lack of consistency outside of the top four or five teams. So I don't really know what to expect here. Um, it is in Penn State, I believe, which would make one maybe be inclined to take Penn State, but I'm going to go Michigan on the road. Oh, sorry, it is in Michigan, so I'm yeah. definitely taking Michigan. I will be taking Penn State in this. Um, really what it comes down to is the experience of Sean Clifford at quarterback. 
I don't think J.J. McCarthy's going to have a good day. I think the Penn State defense will be able to contain the Michigan uh, rushing attack. Um, so it, it really does come down to Sean Clifford, which is really weird to say that I'm going in Sean Clifford's favor because I think he's an average college quarterback. But I do think he's very smart. He is experienced. I think he's been the starter now for almost three or four years. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be riding with Penn State in this one to get the upset on the road. Penn State's best when they're running the football. Um, you saw last game, Singleton had 21 carries. Allen had 21 carries. Lee had 10 carries. Clifford ran three times. They only trust John Clifford to throw 20 times in the last game. Um, Michigan holds their opposition to, I believe, less than two and a half yards per carry, somewhere right around there. I think Penn State's going to have a really tough time offensively. So I'm going to be taking Michigan at home uh, to win that game. That'll be two points for me in the pickums. <laughs> um, we got to find out if Bryce Young's playing. That's true. Um, so Evan, we'll go to your game for Utah USC. Yeah, so this is an interesting game uh, because I think Dan might have said it earlier. USC really hasn't faced much of a challenge yet this season. You look at their schedule and kind of what they've done. Um, really, no sort of game or win stands out. Yeah, they're six and zero, but. Um, Again, this is really their first tough test. And for Utah, again, they've had a couple hiccups, but I think I think they're going to be hungry. Uh, they're at home, which I think is a huge advantage for Utah um, in this game. I just – and I shared Dan's concerns about the USC defense. I think they've had games with uh, – closer games with opponents that, you know, shouldn't be so close, and you trust the offense. But, you know, look at even in the last game, I mean, Caleb Williams didn't really light it up. You look at Addison, Jordan Addison, he only had three catches. So, I think – those are their really two primary guys that you look at. And for Utah, again, I think it, it's a pretty good defense. I think they're going to be hungry. They know they need this win. You can't lose this game. It's at home. I'm going to be taking Utah. I think it's it's going to be a hostile environment for Caleb Williams, like Ken Riley, USC, and something they really haven't faced yet this season. So I'm going to go Utah. I pretty much echo all of your points. Um I really don't think USC offensively is ready for what Utah is going to have defensively and just straight motivation to keep their season alive. Um, I think Cam rising in the offense has a pretty bad taste in their mouth about how they finished against UCLA. So I think Cam rising is going to have a really good day, uh, especially against a weaker USC defense. Um, so I'm also going to be riding with Utah in this one. Um, and it is just, that's going to be a very good game. Um, it's going to be probably a typical uh, Pac-12 type of game as well. So. Yeah, I would say uh, the opening line, Utah, two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Mm, okay. Uh, I'm going to take USC. Um, I hear what you guys are saying. I do need a pick probably in the pickums, so <laughs> I'm going to go against you guys. I, I do think, you know – you look at Lincoln Riley's past. He's coaching some big games, some big rivalries in the uh, – what was that, Big 12? What the fuck is that? What, what was Oklahoma? What, what are they in? Big 12. Yeah. Um, I think he kind of knows how to go into a hostile stadium with a talented quarterback. Like I think that's the difference in this game. Caleb Williams is so talented. Um, you look at quarterbacks, Riley's coached, uh, Baker, Kyler, the likes. So there's some 
No, not Kyler. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, even Jalen Hurts, I believe, for a year. So um, I think that he's capable of get, <clears throat> getting it done in big games. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, in big games uh, with big quarterbacks. I- I'm just going to ride the hot hand of the USC offense. And I think Utah's kind of struggling. I get what you guys are saying about saving the season, but I think maybe it's already been lost for Utah, who I believe opened sixth in the AP. All righty. Uh, so that kind of concludes our week, or fo- sorry, focus games for the week in college football. Um, and we'll just get into a short list of pickums here, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up this college part. Um, so the first game after the focus games I have is Oklahoma State at TCU. Uh, I'm going TCU. Um, I just like the the way Dixon or what's his name, the quarterback's playing. And oh, it was noted. Yeah, thank you. Um. And I think being at home is a huge advantage. You saw that game with Oklahoma State and Baylor. They were up – they came back. They were up pretty big. They just kept putting Baylor back in. I just don't think you can make those kind of mistakes uh, in such a game like this. I'm going to take TCU as well. Um, scored 38 points or more in all five games this year. Obviously, Evan, you alluded to OK State's defense allowing Baylor to stay in the game. I'm going to take TCU. Another ride with Oklahoma State. Uh, they've been doing really well this year, um, and I, I just like them a little bit better than TCU this week. So I'm gonna ride with Mike Gundy and the Cowboys. Uh, NC State at Syracuse. Um, hmm. I'll probably take NC State. I think you look at Syracuse. Uh, it's gonna be a hostile environment, but I do think NC State. Um, is better. I mean, again, let's not forget they only lost Clemson by 10, and I think they've had a couple hiccups since, but uh, I think they have a lot to prove, and I think you know, being an undefeated team on the road is a great start at that. I'm going to go NC State as well. I just don't, I think yeah, Syracuse is 5-0, and but I still think there is a pretty big discrepancy in what both teams have to offer in terms of talent. Um, I'm going to go NC State. I agree. I just don't think Syracuse is at the level of what NC State has to offer, um, especially defensively. So uh, I'll be riding with NC State, and that is a clean sweep. Mm -hmm. Um, LSU at Florida. I'm going to take Florida. Um, LSU, just not a good showing last week at home. I think going on the road in Florida, that is – you talk about hostile environments. That's one of the biggest hostile environments in the country. Uh, I think the Gators are going to come out flying in Florida. I am going to take Florida as well. Um, Just Henderson, I feel like, yes, he's had some ups and downs, but he's a dynamic playmaker for that team when they're playing well. And LSU has just not been um, encouraging at all to me. When you say Henderson, do you mean Richardson? (laughs) Yes, my apologies. Fair enough. I'm also going to rock with Florida. Um, as Evan said, it's just really hard to go into the swamp and beat the Gators. Um, and LSU, I mean, Brian Kelly's trying to figure it out with uh, Jaden Daniels at quarterback, but it's just not working yet. Um, so I'm going to be rocking with the Gators. Next game will be Clemson at Florida State. I'm taking Clemson to win this game. Uh, I just think Florida State uh, 
in the past, they've lost some games at home that they should have won. So I don't necessarily think that's the biggest home field advantage as it was, say, when my mom went to college there, uh, when Warwick Dunn was playing for the Seminoles. So um, I'm going to go with Clemson. I just think they're better. I'm going to take Clemson as well. Florida State coming off a couple tough losses, um, as I talked about earlier, blowing that 14-point lead and getting shut out in the second half. Um, Clemson, for what I said about them earlier, they still, I think, just have far more talent, far a, a much bigger talent gap between those two teams. Yeah. Um, I, I think Clemson will win this one pretty soundly. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Florida State plays, whether they put up a fight or not. Um, you lose a really close one to NC State, maybe kind of deflating. Um, but I think Clemson's just kind of firing on all cylinders right now. Um, and I think it'll just be a little too much for Florida State to handle. So I'm going to be going with Clemson. Um, the last game we have here is going to be Mississippi State at Kentucky, which I do not know if Will Levis will be uh, playing or not. Um, well, that's, I think, a big deal if he plays or not. Uh, for now, because I'm not sure, I'll take Mississippi State. If he plays, I might change that. Because he's one of the best in the, in the country, I call. I'm going to take Mississippi State because uh, of the way Dan talked about them earlier. <laughs> I'll also be going with Mississippi State because of the way I talked about them earlier, too. Um, <laughs> I just... I have not been on the Kentucky train. Um, I never had them in my top 12, I believe. Um, just yeah, was kind of waiting for that team to fall off. Will Levis makes too many mistakes for my liking. They can't really run the ball. Um, and Mississippi State offensively just puts up a ton of points. I think the defense is coming around. And I like Mike Leach as a, a head coach. So He's funny as shit, by the way. He is wicked funny. He's a very odd guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's he's super interesting. Every did anybody awesome. see? I heard him talking any, about coffee the other day. Yeah, there's the coffee one, and then there's one where this woman reporter asks him for advice on weddings or something like that, and he went on like a two three minute rant about like asking her about her fiance. It was the funniest shit. He's a he's a very interesting guy. Um, yeah, just very interesting. But I'll be going with Mississippi State against Kentucky. Um, even on the road, I just I, I do not buy into the Kentucky hype. So, but that's it. That's all we have for this college pod. Thought it was uh, would be interesting for us to catch up on college football, see what the top twenty-five looks like right now, uh, especially at the midway point, sorta. And teams are trying to hit the conference play. So, uh, that's all we got. Uh, and we'll catch you next time for some NFL talk. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. A um, couple of us a little out of our depth when it comes to college, but <laughs> it's always good to uh, to add some knowledge to the brain. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Oh, I have to end it. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Slingin' It Deep podcast. You can find us most notably on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. While you're at it, make sure to check out our MLB, NBA, and NHL show, the Clubhouse Convos podcast. Make sure to also follow our Instagram as well at the Clubhouse Convos for Power Rankings episode releases and so much more. Thanks again for joining us today, and we will see you back here next week. Take care, everybody.
Put your tears away Ain't no fear today You can drive off towards that summertime sunset It's what you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts